Hello everyone, welcome back to the Coaches Road podcast. Before I give a brief introduction about our today's guest, I just would like to mention shortly that um, I was actually listening to this episode again, um, just to pick up some key points of the episode. And I, my, I need to say that my audio has been extremely bad in that episode and I want to apologize for that. So uh, sometimes I'm really very bad to understand, but I am very convinced that this has been the last time where the audio from my side has been so bad uh, because we both have meanwhile table microphones and the difference between recording with airpods and recording with uh, table microphones is is very very big for the both of us but anyway moving on to the episode so today we are joined by Jesse Welling and this is a very very interesting episode because Jesse wrote a thesis which got a lot of attention from uh, past students from current students and I'm also very sure from future student because he basically wrote an evaluation tool for how do we evaluate mental qualities and mental skills in ice hockey and overall it's this is this is very useful because we actually dive into how do we actually can utilize this tool and what are the specific actions we as coaches can take and um, i also would like to mention quickly i got to know yes uh, i think it was in my first or my second year during the studies here in biromeki at one practice And then uh, afterwards, because uh, again, it's not it's not not very big. Uh, Lahti is not too far away. Um, we have seen each other a few times, and again, um, obviously, because he was writing the thesis, he was a former student of the program. And um, as we have been mentioning several times, when you study here, you get to know plenty of people. And we have been highlighting it again once more uh, during the episode as well here today. Yeah, and it's always really cool for, for us, I think, to get to know the people that are really close to us. I mean, Lati is just about a 25-minute drive from, from campus, and so we're we're constantly, you know, meeting people and learning from people in the Lati area that have been through the program and everything like that. And uh, it's just, it was just really cool to get to talk to Jesse because, like you mentioned, his thesis is looked at a lot, especially for a couple of our assignments. Uh, we have a sport analysis assignment and then also a um, kind of a mental side of things assignment uh, for our second year studies and everything like that. Um, but, you know, Yessi, coaching with the, the Pelicans now in Lati, uh, working with a former guest of ours, Tommy Nimela, um, it, it's really cool to see how they're implementing his tool, how they're utilizing it uh, with their players and everything like that. And just overall, you mentioned his tools gotten a lot of attention from students, but the topic around the sports world, I think, has gotten a lot of attention, you know, this idea of mental coaching and, and the mental behavior. So the concept of taking the in-game behaviors of players and, and mapping that to their mental qualities and, and working with them to develop those mental qualities, uh, just overall really interesting idea that I'm really excited to share uh, with, with you guys today and, and hopefully everyone enjoys. But without further ado, let's kick it over to Yesi and let's take it away. So now we would like to welcome on Jesse Welling. Jesse, first of all, thanks for taking time and joining us here today. Um, we are actually very close located to each other. We are currently in uh, Viromeki and uh, you are in Lahti, or actually Derek is in Lahti as well, and I'm in Viromeki. So how is everything going for you today in Lahti and how is the season going so far? Hey, thanks. Thanks to you guys also. It's really, I'm really happy to take part of this or join the your podcast show and 
uh, yeah, everything is going really well. Now it's the kind of a, how would I say, the slow and easy phase of the season. And the old se- the previous season just ended. And on Monday, we are going to get together again and start start working with the team. And yeah, everything is fine. We had a pretty good season last season. And now the focus is already on the upcoming season. So everything everything good at the moment good good glad to hear that and we're um we're excited to have you on today we want to talk to you about your your thesis that you did with the the dp program and and kind of mental evaluation mental coaching behavioral things like that but before we uh jump into that we always start with a, a little bit of a background with our guests so can you just kind of introduce yourselves to to our listeners a little bit and and kind of Talk about you know when you started coaching and, and and what you're doing now with the with the Pelicans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm okay. I'm I'm 44 years old. I'm originally from from Espo, Finland, and uh, I quit my own playing career 2007 and started uh, coaching studies at the degree program in Vieromäki, Finland, basically right away, and. Uh, uh, since now it's now I'm working for the or coaching in Pelicans, Lahti Pelicans with the Liga team, and it's my 11th season in in Liga starting. So, and um, that's the background basically. Well, just just following up on that, you just said that you have been um, coaching now 11 seasons in Liga, and I also know that you have been working in Roma Luco and a long time, for example, with Juha, who, who we had on here as well. Yeah. Um, just, I think working in Liga for such a long time is a privilege. It must be a super cool experience. So how does it make you feel and what have you been taking away from 11 years of working with professional athletes? Yeah, it's it's been really, really interesting and road, let's say. And I've been kind of... I've been able to be in also, of course, it's 11 seasons means that you have really different kind of seasons also. And even though I had a long seven years in Rauma, Rauma, so the big part of those 11 seasons are in Rauma, but I also, I studied in Liga with Jyp Jyväskylä. We won the Finnish championship, right? right from my first season in the Liga and then I went to Rauma Lukka and long, long uh, seven, let's say seven years there and we had really good seasons and then seasons that were not as good as what we wanted and so it's been really, really interesting 11 years and or, or 10 years now it's the 11th season starting and now in Lahti so I don't know I'm Really happy to have those ten ten seasons behind. Yeah, and I, I think you know there, there's so much to be to be said there. Like you, it, it's obvious that you you've you know met the qualifications and everything like that, and have earned your your spot in Liga. And and I, I think that it's it's really interesting to to hear someone that goes kind of just from um, the the playing side of things into the studies and then kind of into into high level coaching. So how did that? kind of transition go for you um as you stopped your playing career 
you, you, you said you started studying right away and then, and then jumping into to high level hockey. How did that transition go? Yeah, it's uh, like, I noticed that already when I was playing, still playing myself, I, I was really interested in, in the coaching side. Especially the end of the end of the career, I started to think more about it, really. And I I knew I had the studying the place in, at Vierumäki, so I kind of it was obvious that I'm gonna start the studies when I quit quit playing. And uh, the whole I, I think the whole motivation became became from the the will to help the players, and I wanted to. I felt that I had the experience and and some knowledge that I wanted to share with the players and help help them to become better. And uh, I feel that uh, the and of course working with the team as as a whole, it's it's really interesting process. And and uh, to build the winning team is really challenging, and it includes and consists of many 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 things and that's the, the whole process is really interesting i think so and and as a coach i think you really need to understand the, all the different requirements of the hockey which means the technical tactical physical and mental requirements well and i know so now you just talked about it first of all you highlighted that um, building a winning team or building a winning culture or successful culture it's really demanding. It's not difficult to do. And then you highlighted also something that is here emphasized a lot during those two years in Diromeki when you have intensive periods, your uh, technical, tactical, physical, but then the mental side. And we know you have been doing a lot of work on the mental side. And your thesis was also, um, it was a tool to scout behavior, mental qualities in ice hockey players. Um, so first of all, to, to introduce this a little bit from your from your side, how did you get interested in the mental side of ice hockey? Uh, I was I was really interested in it already when I was playing, and I I uh, I, I understood its importance and how important it is, and I think it's the most important thing if we think about for the individual player as well as the psychosocial requirements for the team like i think they play the huge role uh, in uh, in reaching the full potential individually uh, and uh, and as a team so if we think about for example motivation or the work ethic and uh, or or the group dynamics, I, I think the importance is, is obvious. So it's it. I, I think it, it's just I've been really interested in, on that side. And so when I quit playing and I I started my studies at Vierumäki, it was it was already at that time the one one side that I I, I had the interest in on if we think about the coaching and, and then i uh, it just uh during those studies i was able to study the mental requirements of course more and then creating this tool has been 
really interesting and uh, important process for me. And uh, all the theory and the several discussions with other experts, as well as my own experiences, is behind it and, and or the base for the tool. So then just after the studies, I, I worked for a while for the Finnish Ice Hockey Federation, and I was able to use this tool and the knowledge that I got out of it already from there. And then, then, uh, then I quite quickly got into the Liga. Like I, I, I went to Uvascula and the tool has been in use all these years, more or, more or less every season, basically. And I've been keeping developing it, and and uh, and uh, like I graduated 2013, and this was the my the topic of my thesis. So, so the development process has been going all the time, also around this tool. And so, but you know, you ask about uh, how how thing how things happened after I quit playing. It's just it's been, of course, hard work and then getting to know right people and the kind of connections are really important. And also that studying time at Vierumäki helped me to get those contacts and everything. And so it's combination of many things. Yeah. That why, yeah. And why I'm now in this position that I'm now. Yeah. And I think... Um... You know, we'll, we'll say it again that, and I, I think maybe the listeners are tired of hearing it at this point, but just how blessed we are with the, the opportunity we get in, in Viramaki with the connections yeah. and the people that work with the program and everything like that. Yeah. So it's it's definitely helpful. And, you know, I'm, I'm interested because um, I'm, I'm assuming, I'm sorry, but I'm assuming you played in, in Liga as well um, yeah. as a player. And, and so from the mental side of the game, how have you seen that develop in Liga in, in terms of, is it becoming more of a focus? Is it becoming um, more prominent, or is it has it kind of stayed the same um, from your time as a player until you know currently now with the with the Pelicans? Uh, I think if if I think it that uh, from the requirement side, I think all those the requirements in a way hasn't changed. Like it's and it's I don't believe that they're gonna change that strongly of course the game little bit changes but but in a way the basic requirements is gonna stay all, there always and uh but of course the coaching coaching kind of develops and we get more aware of things and uh, i feel that nowadays uh the also the mental side is paid more attention or at least it's been it's its importance has been recognized clearly i think so but but i still feel that there's a lot of room for Im improvement or the, to learn to use or to to still pay more attention and more coach that side i think it's we still don't know clearly how to how to do it yeah i think also one reason for it because first of all it's 
really, really tough to measure yeah. how actually a player has been evolving his mental skills because if we think about physical skills, we can yeah. run tests. If yeah. we think about technical skills, you can see the progress. Sometimes it's maybe also a bit difficult, but you can see definitely some improvement. Yeah. Technical, yeah. you can see from the video, obviously yeah. technical as well, but still this, this mental aspect is really, really tough to scout. Yeah, it's really, really tough to analyze because um, understanding the mind of, of an athlete and really getting to know what's going on in it is, 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 is really the biggest challenge. And I think this accounts also for, for every age group. Um, yeah. when, when they're younger, the, the, the mental side is a bit different, but yet um, we need to pay attention to how we approach the mental coaching as well, each age group. And um, speaking from your experience as a player, and from your experience as a coach, because now you have obviously you have acquired a lot of knowledge about um, this mental skills, these mental skills, and you have done a lot of work with it. Um, but as a player, um, how did you feel that how much was this mental coaching emphasized when you have been an active player? Uh, you mean when I was a player? Yeah, when you have been playing still, yeah. in comparison to today. Uh... Of course, it was emphasized, but it was kind of one side, like it, it wasn't paid attention that widely and especially not, not that much from the individual player side, like or understanding the reasons behind, behind the behavior and actions. That's, that's one thing that also i think with this with this tool or and creating this tool it has been helping me also to learn and understand more the more the uh, kind of the reasons behind the behavior and behind the actions so i think that's something that like i said that still what i feel that we still have a lot to learn from that side and then also how to how to change an effect on that behavior that how to mm. change the behavior is the is a key thing also yeah and i think that's something that you know I, I, it's so individual as well yeah. and it's so like it, it depends on each person so really understanding their their background where they're coming from and and also yeah. what type of coaching and playing they've had before as well because that impacts yeah. it as well so there's so much that goes into it and I want to quickly before we dive into your tool because now we've mentioned it a couple times and, and I'm sure people are now curious but you've also mentioned a few times the the basic you know kind of mental requirements for the game of hockey so can you just briefly describe uh, what you mean by those and, and kind of how um, or or dive in a little bit deeper into why you think that those will kind of just stay the same regardless of how much mental coaching is, is emphasized more and more like like yeah if i think about the requirements i think if it should be required of uh, or divided first into the individual level requirements and then of course the team level requirements like if we i mean those psychosocial requirements that includes the group dynamics and and everything that in if, if we think about the, the whole team, 
Mm. That's a one thing. And then we come into those individual requirements. And that's one thing that that's it's very few studies from the requirements, mental requirements of hockey. But it, it had it hasn't been studied a lot. And that's something I think sh- should be studied more to get clear picture of the requirements and to get people more on the same same page on those things and I did my own job there try to I I defined those 11 mental qualities that I felt that are the most important of course those 11 it's based on the theory thing and or the psychology sport psychology theory and the discussions with several experts and my own experience but that that's how those 11 qualities that are in this tool kind of were select uh, chosen yeah yeah and I, I think if it's if it's all right with you we'll, we'll we'll put your the link to your thesis in the show notes so everyone can can read more on on that kind of selection and everything um as well and, and they can kind of follow along as well but I'm, I'm kind of curious just on your your opinion here do you think that um just as as a hockey coach do you think that the the basic requirements for the the game of hockey from a mental side do you think those are are relatively similar across kind of all team sports in in terms of um both like on both the individual level and the on the team level as well do you think those can be transferred to a football team to a um a rugby team to a um, I'm forgetting any other sport yeah, right now, yeah. but yeah, I I believe it's very far. Uh, it's very much same same requirements. Very much the me- mental thing. Maybe maybe some differences might come from the physical side. Like if we think about the con- physical contact, might bring certain also mental requirements or the nature when if we think about the nature of the sport kind of the physical contact side affects a little bit on the also the mental requirements but um, in a big picture I think all the uh, team sports has the same same uh, a lot same like requirements yeah well also comparing and contrasting these like because you mentioned several times now the individual aspect of mental skills and the team aspect of mental skills and that there's clearly difference but um from your experience i mean you have been working with so many different teams or you had so many different teams and you had a few different stations also on your pathway in liga um is there is it is it is it happening sometimes let's say for example one or two individuals um, have a very bad day. I don't mean from a physical, technical, tactical standpoint of view. I really mean only from a mental point of view. And does this have any influence on the entire team, how they play and how they behave? And if so, why? Yeah, for sure. For sure it affects. And of course, like if, if I think about this tool, the idea is not to use it like or make the evaluation like after every game. So there might be some, some like you might have a bad day and your playing might not look the way it should be. But then 
the when you if we really think about the mental qualities it's it's more more about a little longer phase or little longer period than just one game if you wanna know about the players uh, mental qualities but of course if if the performance is changing a lot like all the time that that tells also something about the mental qualities that if he can't keep the performance level or if he can't con- control the performance emotions and those that's that's the one interesting part and that's also the one quality that that is under under the evaluation in this tool but uh yeah like i said that uh the thing is that of course the player might have some issues let's say out of the hockey like in the family or something and it influences the the playing and then those those should be then known that if you want to help the player it's you need to know what's what's wrong and what what's the reason for the certain things but yeah i've of course i've i've not I've uh, been in a situation when when there is some issues behind behind or out of the rink, and I've seen that it affects on the playing. It's it's really normal. Sometimes it's smaller, and sometimes it's bigger issues, and and uh, sometimes it's issues that it's not in a coaching. I think mm. they need somebody else's help than the coaching. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I'm. I, I want to jump now into the tool itself and 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 see, um, see if you can kind of like describe it for us and and yeah and tell us a little bit about how to use it and and what it can, what information it can provide us as coaches and 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 kind of yeah just kind of go into it in that in that sense like how just w- what is it? Yeah. Okay. I I tried to keep it really <laughs> clear. So uh, <laughs> so with this tool, you evaluate the player's mental qualities and the evaluation criteria is divided on into on ice behavior on the bench behavior and uh, general behaviors so so you evaluate the common actions and behaviors that are that every hockey hockey person knows it's really common things that you evaluate and uh, and those those actions and behaviors are linked with the eleven mental qualities. So so uh, as the end result, you get the player's mental quality profile. And I think that's a kind of a different thing with this tool. Like uh, mental qualities has been tried to evaluate for a long, long time. That's a that's not a new thing. But it's been what I my my experience is that it's been only the way that there is the abstract mental quality and then you give a number for for that. And that's mm-hmm. the challenge because everybody the risk is that those mental qualities are understood different way and we don't we don't we are not on the same page that how they how they are seen in the behavior or 
what so this tool that i think the strength of this tool is that we we have evaluate the concrete actions and the behaviors and it's and uh, that helps people to get on the same page and understand the things the uh, same way better so and that that's the i think the really big thing in this tool that it's more focused on the concrete actions and the behaviors and then just that as the end result you get the mental quality profile and you you just talk about also the mental qualities then but the main main thing is to change the behavior and the actions that's the mm -hmm. that's the whole thing and uh, i think you can use this tool different ways that you can use only the player's self-evaluation for example if if you don't know the player that well that you can make the evaluation you can use only a uh, start with the self-evaluation also you can use it by doing just a your evaluation about the player or the coach's evaluation about the player and then then the one way is to use both evaluation and compare those evaluations like and then then you really get into the discussion that uh, why like if, if you see things differently for example and you, you can really discuss about the concrete things also so so the whole the uh, uh, whole thing is that it, it increases the communication between the coach and the player. So it helps them to recognize the strengths and weaknesses of the player. Uh, it increases the player's self-awareness. And, uh, and uh, of course, it helps the coach to know the player also. And, uh, like I said, the really important thing is that it connects those abstract mental qualities with the concrete actions and behaviors. So the play players understand better the concrete examples. That's that's a clear thing. So well, well I also think another big uh, plus of this approach of this tool is that, as you said, there's taking a lot of communication place. So most likely with the players you are doing it, um, you're going you're going to meet quite much during the season. I think this is also another good way to build personal relationships with the players, yeah. uh, because this is very essential part of athlete-centered coaching. Um, because you spend so much time, and the other point is that speaking about these mental qualities is maybe not the easiest all the time. Yeah. So first of all, I think you really need to be honest yeah. <laughs> as a player as well and as a coach. And um, so I think this is a really good strength that you can improve the relationships. But as you mentioned as well, that there are sometimes also situations where the player and you as a coach have totally different different opinions about their behavior and about their mental skills. I call it this way now. Um, but from overall speaking about your experience that what has been your personal experiences with the tool like good and bad uh it's been like it's basically you said it already like but i've been using it a lot like on a base of the individual coaching process like it's been the base for the 
starting the discussions about also the players and like I said it's it's really good because it gives those concrete things to pay attention and kind of start start also the individual coaching process so that's that's how I've been using and that's how why I feel it's it's also a good tool for that and uh, uh, so I don't know what did you ask <laughs> so overall like what what has been your personal experience with, yeah uh, like really like from how you have been working with the players yeah 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 so I've been like I've been using it and I uh, I've noticed that especially on the legal level the the players they 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 know themselves quite well already like they are they are quite realistic about themselves and then I've noticed that with younger players there's more more challenge or more challenges and that maybe the the picture of their own playing is not not that right always mm. and uh, so yeah it's been I've been usually using it either we've used it either with the whole team or or just with the, some individuals that I felt that it it could be helpful and and uh, it's I I feel it's been really interesting and it's like I said that it really helps the coach also to to communicate with the players because you have some something really to follow up and some something concrete to give the player and and uh, I think it helps the player also. Yeah, yeah. I've got um, two two follow ups to that, and, and the first one is just kind of on the tool. You mentioned the 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 concrete actions that it, it bases the evaluation on. Can you give us uh, an example or two of, of what those actions are? And and because you, uh, you know they're they're hockey actions, right? Okay. Yeah. So let's say that uh, let's say that uh, for example, uh, how the player reacts to the puck loss. Mm. Yeah. Does he continue playing immediately in a defensive role? Like, how, what is that reaction? That's a one one concrete thing. Or how how he strives to screen the goalie. Mm. Let's say. Mm. Okay. So it it is truly like those 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 concrete actions, and then how do you how how does that process work of um, of taking those and 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 then what does um, I don't know if it's if it's easy to to say from one action to the other, but let's say a player uh, does not you know does not get right back into the defensive mode when they when they lose the puck. What does that say about the player's kind of mental quality there? If that's I don't know if that's fair to target it in such a small aspect, but I'm wondering if, if we yeah. can. Yeah, yeah, it's um, it's a uh, yeah, that's a good question. Like all those. Uh, all those uh, qualities are are linked. Uh, all those actions are linked with with uh, certain qualities. So, for example, that that thing is connected with uh, work ethic, which means that uh, the effort and uh, 
determination and will to battle and uh, then also commitment which means that uh will to play for the team and for the teammates and uh, discipline and also third thing that is connected is the need to achieve which means the com competitiveness will to be better and uh will to win okay. so those kind of mental qualities are for example connected on on uh, on that thing yeah yeah that's really interesting because i think like, you, you've mentioned it before but it, it's 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 very clear how you know the the player can see in their actions how that reflects in their in their kind of mental qualities and i think that overall that self-awareness of the player as you mentioned as well like that will increase increase greatly if they're not already aware of it and I'm curious now to, to hear because we had um, Tommy Nimula on way back at, near the beginning of our show, I would say. And, and I'm wondering because, you know, we, we talked to him about coaching the, the individual within a team. So I'm wondering now about the, the process that you guys go through with this tool. You mentioned it's the, the kind of the start of the individual coaching process. But how does that look like in your coaching staff? Is that something that you guys... Um, kind of sit down and, and, and talk about the players together and evaluate the players together. And then how do you guys work with players throughout the year? Does it, um, does it depend on the player? Is it, you know, is it kind of normal check-ins maybe every four to six weeks or just kind of how does that process work with the players? Yeah, we, like, uh, we, we really, we worked a lot with the individuals last, last season. That's a clear thing. And, uh, we, we, we started with, of course, having a meeting with with every player, and and the co coaching staff. We we had a kind of a bigger meeting or longer meeting together where we discussed about uh, the whole, basically everything, <laughs> a lot of the a lot of the backgrounds and who we are, where we come from, and then also from what we what we try to achieve there. So that was the start of the individual coaching process. And then during the seasons, we, we had a lot of individual meetings, like uh, Tommy had a certain schedule for, for his meeting which, with, with everybody. And it was, he had his own process going on. And then the other coaches, we had our own processes going also so for sure the each player got a uh, attention and feedback and and uh, i i was using with with some players then for example this tool but it yeah yeah so after the evaluation um as you said now during this season you have been using this tool not too often but um depends also all, all the time on the season. You have been mentioning this as well. So in the past, you have been using it quite often and sometimes also with the entire team, as you have been explaining. Depends always on the entire circumstances. And um, after this entire like individual coaching process with the tool has taken, pl uh, has taken place, um, what are like the necessary steps you take um, to evaluate how the player needs to improve his development gaps. 
like how, how I after after the evaluation is done, that how how I work from there. Yeah, yeah. But, after after that. Yeah, of it. I think I think it goes the way that I check the results, of course, first, and then I pay attention to the strengths and weaknesses that that are seen there, and then also to the things where the difference or difference of an opinion is bigger. So I, I highlight all those things and then we sit down with the player and we discuss about the results. And uh, and those things I mentioned earlier, like I, I want to also hear how the player feels about, about those things. And after that, the player has the concrete things to focus on. Mm. And uh, yeah that's that's how it goes and then then we have a new discussion later <laughs> what um just out of curiosity um and this is kind of just a i don't know if it's really an important question but do you do you find that players tend to um under evaluate themselves or over evaluate themselves at the at the legal level i both happens both okay. happens clearly there like i said that the, I, I've seen players or I've met players to the, that are quite blind about their behavior also. But at the same time, there is really there are players that are really, um, how, how could I say, that they are like really uh, demand like, on themselves or the bar is really high for themselves and I've noticed that especially the good players really good players I, I've noticed that they are really critical on themselves and they set the bar really high so and I feel that they don't even sometimes understand how good they are on some things sometimes but both happens like Sometimes I feel that the players, they set the bar too low, sometimes too, too high maybe, and, or I can't say too high, but they are really critical on themselves. And, and also a lot, like I said, on legal level, there are players that we are very much on the same page. Like I mm -hmm. said, that they know themselves really, really well, and they are really... Uh, realistic about them, them, their playing. Yeah. On the on the other side, I can also imagine that like this entire evaluation process from a player's perspective is also um, strongly connected with self confidence a little bit. Obviously, it's also the game and a game understanding. But you mentioned the example like your readiness to get the puck back, right? So I think this is also um, linked to to self-confidence and especially when you have maybe younger players stepping up and you are doing these, um, the, you're doing this evaluation process with the players. Uh, what do you think overall that how much of, how much big influence does self-confidence has on the behaviors um, on the players when they play? I think it's, it's, it's huge. It's huge. And then also that how the team is doing also affects on the how the individual player perceive his his like kind of playing it it also affects and and uh, how how 
yeah, like it affects also the player's self-confidence. But of course, it it affects a lot. It affects a lot, and and uh, I think it's been kind of a how would I say it's the feedback has been really positive, but also the players they have said that it's it's quite challenging to evaluate that themselves like they their own behavior even though the criteria includes only the really common things but they they've said that they have not analyzed their own playing that way like if we how consistently and specifically earlier and uh, it's been interesting I think it it has also opened up their eyes and yeah do you, yeah. do you think overall, because you explained that um, they are usually very self-aware about themselves and the higher players, they are pretty critical. But um, do you think that this is maybe an issue that players haven't really stopped and think about themselves? And do you think that this maybe also reflects on the previous coaching some of the players had? Uh, I think it's the challenges like we've, we've already spoke about this that if we talk about the mental qualities and maybe maybe, maybe they've got the feedback also from the mental side of them but it's it's so much the abstract things so they the understanding hasn't maybe is not there yet so uh, that's one one thing and then like hockey like any other sport it's so much things to focus on like that it's just that i think these things hasn't been that clearly and that concrete way to prod on them like or at least that that often that they could they should they need really stop and think their own effort on uh, executing those things that it in this tool it's in a way it's not a rocket science but uh, it's really simple things but it it hasn't just been paid attention that much earlier maybe or that especially that clearly and that consistently and that specifically yeah yeah i'm curious now like going back to to kind of how you work with the the athletes after the tool is there any um is there any formal training or formal sessions with the athletes in terms of um, developing these mental qualities? Or is it is it more just kind of the, the casual discussion like, hey, this is your evaluation, let's talk about it? Or is there actual kind of like, uh, like formal, um, hey, today, we're going to improve your um, commitment or work on commitment and understand what that means and try yeah. to improve it. Um, so is there any formal training for the athletes in that way in your process yeah, yeah like uh, of course if if i find things from the video let's say i i i can i use the video for the to show the examples to really what it means in the behavior and in the actions that again to help the player to really understand what we are talking about because i think the whole of course yeah we try to change the or, or influence the mental qualities, but it all 
all should see in, see in the behavior. So in the way we only try to change the behavior and the, how the player acts in the situation. And then to get those concrete examples from the video, for example, to show him that how it looks like really mm -hmm. is, yeah. uh, is a one really good way to, to um, yeah. use. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's spot on, and I think the the players nowadays they really connect with the the video, right? And they they yeah. really like to to see themselves performing and everything like that. They can really learn from from that aspect of it. Yeah. But, um, go ahead. But of course, it's a lot of also it's a lot about also the player that how he buys into that. Yeah. Like what what is his motivation to change it? So yeah, that's that's a big part of it. Yeah, and, and, and going into that a little bit, um, what what are, I guess this is kind of a, a two-part question, and I'm not really sure if the two parts fit, but um, first, the first part is, what what kind of advantage does the self-awareness of, of your mental qualities as a player, what what kind of advantage do you think that gives in, in a game like hockey, and then also, um, how do you, how do you motivate players if you, if you, if you do um to develop these mental qualities uh, in in that way uh yeah i think i think the whole if if we think about the development and becoming better the to to get that development you have to be aware of the things that you need to you you want to get better that's the the whole base of for the development, I think so. So, I think there cannot be development if we if you don't know what to what to improve. So that's the first thing is that those things needs to come on the table, and you need to be a, a really aware of those, and you need to know yourself and strengths and the weaknesses, so so you know what to focus on. So that's the the. I think that's the key thing there. Yeah. And then, of course, how to develop the player or how to motivate the player. That's a, that's an interesting question. It's a lot of different, different ways. But uh, I, I can't say one, one way there, but it, it all based on, the, of course, the discussion. And I, I want to emphasize also the players intrinsic motivation which i think plays a huge role uh there so yeah and, uh, and if we think about how that intrinsic motivation how how it consists of three factors which are perceived competence perceived autonomy and perceived social cohesion and if we think about those three three factors i think as a coach you can influence on those so but it's it's a lot about the communication and and uh, the discussions with the players i think so mm. oh, and i think overall that we can definitely hear that you have been doing a lot of these discussions and that you have gained a lot of knowledge in that area a lot of experience, you have exchanged a lot of ideas um, with other coaches. And I think 
overall the tool um, is, is wonderful. Uh, it's, I think it's really, really useful. And I think um, the more you use it, the more experience you will get with it overall. Um, so uh, we hope that you will be able to use it in the future as well um, with, with the players and that it's going to con continue to be so successful um, like that. And I think also from the other side, I think we haven't been speaking about this, but I think also this is a great um, um, learning pathway for you, for us coaches as well, if we have these kind of tools, because we really need to think about the players and we need to have a lot of interactions with them as we have been highlighting several times. So I think also from a learning perspective for us coaches, it's a very powerful, very useful. And now we have one final question for you. Um, what, what is your final message regarding the conversation today? Ah, it's good. Yeah. I, I want to say that uh, also what you said already a little bit, but uh, like evaluating the mental qualities is, is in a way a little bit different, like because the, the outcome is not the main main thing. Like it, it is the will and the effort to do the thing behind that. Like, for example, if you think about the fast and slow skater in a back checking situation, we, we shouldn't focus that much on the end result, but but we should focus on the will and the effort and that should be found there. And if, if we, if we want to focus on the mental quality there. Mm. And, uh, and then the other thing I think is that the, the more you pay attention on the mental things, the better you understand the reasons behind the outcome and, and why things happens and, and, uh, and why they are the way they are. And to be able to fix those things, you need to know what to fix. So you need to know if it's the, is, if there is, is it because of the mental things, for example? Or, yeah. Like it, giving a, like a practice program for the player for example, without the motivation is not really helping. It's the, the motivation behind there is the key thing to get those, to get that the improvements on the, for example, on the physical side. Yeah. 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 Well, I think that's a, um, a, a great place to, to wrap it up for today's conversation. So Jesse, thank you very much for your time. It was a, a pleasure to, to chat with you and, and get to know uh, the mental side of the game a little bit better so we really appreciate it and and we wish you all the best for the for the upcoming season thanks no problem it was it was really good discussion thanks a lot yeah. all right so one more time thanks to Jesse Welling for joining us today and talking about his uh, thesis and his mental scouting slash behavior tool that he uh, created for that thesis when he was a student here and has been working with since and developing further. Um, I'm, I have to apologize to everybody. We didn't get to the actual 11 uh, indicators or mental qualities that the tool evaluates. So just quickly, uh, I want to run through those really quick and name them all. But we have 
uh, need to achieve. We have work ethic, courage, game courage, commitment, athleticism, self-esteem, uh, leadership, social skills, coachability, and the ability to control performance emotions. And this is a the thesis is publicly available. We'll we'll add the link in the show notes. So if you want to find out some more about the tool and and the mental qualities that it it shows, you can you read more um, with that link. So we'll we'll post that in the show notes as I mentioned. But for the reflection on today's conversation, Rick, I want to just start with. Uh, well, actually, I want to start by reflecting on two of the the ones that I find the most important that this this tool evaluates in players, and I I, I think that's. For me, it's the self-esteem and the leadership. For to start with the self-esteem, you know, I think it's really important for players to believe in their abilities, you know, and to believe that they are competent in in, in playing hockey or playing football or whatever sport it is. Uh, and as we've talked about several times, part of the self-determination theory is that perceived competence or that feeling of competence that a player has, and and that's that's a big factor in the motivation of a player. Um, but then also, I think it goes a little bit deeper, and and I, I think you have to you have to give the players the feeling that they are confident in their ability to improve, uh, especially working with with younger athletes. You know, it, it's one thing to feel good about where you are now, and that's important, of course. But then also feeling good about your ability to get better. You know, and I, I think that helps with you know when you fail or when you have a setback or something like that and you believe in your ability to improve off of those, then I think that goes a long way in, in the motivation of a player. And then for leadership, I, I think that's just important for, for everyone to have, not just self-leadership, but also the ability to kind of have a positive effect on your teammates and your and your colleagues and everything like that. And, and just having the courage to express your own opinions, but then also as a coach, making sure that the players have that space to be able to express their own opinions as well. I think that's really important. So I think those two uh, out of the tool from yesterday are, are the most important for me. Well, for me, I would like to say before I describe the tools, which I really, uh, before I describe the two um, components, which I really like, uh, I, I would like to say that the two I will describe, they are not the most important to me overall. What I mean by this is that we have here 11 tools and yes, there has been, I mean, 11 components. And yes, there has been mentioning in the episode that um, he has been studying these a lot and he has, he has, he had a lot of uh, discussions with a lot of experts. And first thing right away, I need to say that all of these components, mental components, they spark my curiosity on all of these are really, really essential if we want to uh, develop men athletes which are which are mentally strong and which are mentally capable of playing the game but the two which i would like to discuss from my side now is the first one is that the need to achieve because again we have been touching on this also a few times on our show is that just that overall that um being competitive and be having the will to be better than others and uh, the will the will overall to uh to 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 grind the opponent out so i think this this is this is this is very essential. Um, I I think also that we as coaches, it's our responsibility, it's our responsibility to um, to establish and to uh, and to and that we create an environment where we actually where the players have the opportunity to compete with against each other. So I think because with the actions we as coaches take, we can have a lot of influence if our players compete or if they don't compete and. The second component I would like to mention um, is the 
ability to control performance emotions. And the reason why I've been picking this because uh, I'm very interested in the overall theme of mindfulness. And I really hope that we will still have the opportunity in the future to explore the topic. But um, here it's also in the description of Yes's tool. It's also written that you need to have the ability to cope with pressure, um, environment, mistakes, etc., and their effort on performance, mental and physical preparation, ability to main focus on performance. And all these things are linked for me to mind mindfulness because actually uh, what it means is that you're able to be fully that you are present in the moment that you concentrate on the task at hand and i really like 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 the, the mindful approach um overall so i think these 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 connect with each other very well that's why i've been picking these two these two tools i mean these two components of the of the overall um components yes has has identified during his process but um something else i would like to mention now when we move on with um it's it's very important that um all these mental components uh they are linked uh to so when when the evaluation takes place they are linked to as yes has been describing as well they're linked to overall the the game situation rules we have been discussing those in depth as well with yuha Vori. and then they are also linked to um on the bench of the of the game situation behaviors so on on, on ice behaviors i mean on ice behaviors and on the bench behaviors and then general behaviors and um, i think this is a very very uh interesting approach because all these three components i mean all these three things they matter a lot how do you behave on the bench on the ice and overall and it and as yes has been mentioning and describing in depth that you can with this tool you can really evaluate in depth the concrete actions and the concrete behavior of uh, an individual yeah and i think that's such an interesting concept right to take things from the game the known behaviors in the game like like we were talking about with yesley there's there's certain things that hockey coaches you know blocking a shot that's that's courageous right that that shows you're willing to, to sacrifice and pick up a bruise for for your team's uh, chances to succeed in that game, right? So these these ideas that there are known behaviors that show certain things uh, within the game and within the, the player's mental skills, it, it's so interesting. And it, I think it, it really makes a lot of sense if you think about, it. you know, everyone always talks about, oh, yeah, you know, blocking a shot means this, means the player is willing to do that and everything like that. But this tool now gives coaches a way to kind of measure that. And and what I really like about the conversation with Yesley today about the tool is that, you know, it, it's not it's not just a let's measure it and then never go back to it. You know, it's the the purpose of the tool is to just create more communication between the coaches and the players, you know you have the the players self-evaluate themselves and then the coaches evaluate and then and then that just sparks a natural discussion about hey where are the differences what do you see that i'm not seeing where where can i improve where can what do i need to improve and everything like that and and i think that you know that's what makes a good coaching tool is just overall is something that just sparks more discussion between the coaches and the players and i i really like that aspect of it because then the players can go back to their games, back to their film, and they can look and say, okay, hey, I did do that. Or no, I didn't do that. So I, I don't I don't deserve a five in this category. I deserve maybe a two or a three, and I can work to improve that. 
And so it, it's very actionable and it's very uh, practical in the sense that makes just makes for a deeper conversation between the player and the coach. And I think the other thing too that it really adds is is the self awareness of the player. You know the the idea that players can become more aware of their skills and their strengths and their weaknesses, and then use that knowledge of what they are good at and what they are weaker at to then improve in those areas or continue to build in those areas and everything like that. You know, we, we talk about uh, in, in school all the time that, you know, as coaches, we need to be aware of our strengths and weaknesses so we can, you know, select coaching staffs that uh, support those strengths and weaknesses that we can, um, you know, develop ourselves in those areas that we need to develop and everything like that. And, and it's the same for players, you know, they need to be aware of what they bring to the table and what they're what they're good at and and i think this tool really adds to their ability to do that so i think that 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 aspect of the tool uh the practical use of the tool is, is really interesting yeah actually that was the next point i will i wanted to mention as well that the importance of self-knowing yourself and yes it has been highlighting several times that the players he has been working with with um they all know each other so 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 well Obviously, he had the opportunity and 100% he deserves this. He had the opportunity to work for 11 years straight in Liga. So he has been working with uh, really professionals and elite athletes. And I can just repeat myself. He has been highlighting several times that they know each other so, so well. And um, this just shows that if you overall have a goal, it doesn't matter if you want to become an athlete or something else. But if we stick with, if you want to become an ice hockey player, it's so crucial that you get to know yourself. But something else I would like to mention, I think that uh, we as coaches, we also have a huge, huge responsibility with the development pathway. We provide for our players that they actually have the opportunity to get to know themselves. And the way how we can do this is just overall, just again, that it's so essential that we ask them questions and that we have that, that we give them the opportunities to reflect on their performance and to reflect on their behaviors over because I think that's 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 a very, very good way to get to know them, to get to know yourself. And we have been highlighting also several times on our show that um that here when you have clinics in Viromeki that afterward um you have reflections. And again, that's the reason why we are doing this as well, this reflection that first of all that we sum up the most essential points from the discussion, but <laughs> I think it also helps us a little bit uh, better to get us to get ourselves to know um, a little bit better. So, and the other point I would like to mention here is that um, it's just it's just very interesting to me um, how the overall like individual requirements and the team requirements can have an influence on the mental game of the athletes because um, they are. There's we we have been speaking a lot on our show on um, how do we treat an individual and um, we also spoke all the time about team aspects but I'm I really like the way how Yessa has been putting it that um, there are psychosocial influences on the team and on the individual so that's why I asked him the question during the conversation hey if there's one player who has mentally a very very bad day is did you ever experience that. Uh, be due to the reason that the player has mentally a very bad day that it has impacted the entire team on a, on a mental performance level yeah and i think that's 
you know, it's really interesting to dive more and more into the mental game, a mental side of the game, because, you know, as Yesley said in the, in the, in the end of the episode, sorry, um, rambled on in my words there, but um, at the end of the episode, Yesley was saying that the more you pay attention to that mental side, the more you give it focus, the more you understand why something is happening. So for example, if a player doesn't have, you know, the best game, it could be because of that mental side. And if you pay attention to that, you might understand more and more, you know, why that player maybe had a bad game or a bad practice or a bad week or something like that. And then you can dive deeper into the problem. And, and I think as, as if we go back to last week with our uh, communications teacher, Sala, it, when she was saying like, see the person, not the problem, it, it, it highlights that as well, because the mental side is, is, you know, more of the person side. So if they're not having a great day physically, it's not just maybe because they're tired, but also might be something going on mentally as well. So maybe go and talk with them and try to understand, you know, what's going on with them today, deeper than just I'm feeling tired, you know, and stuff like that. So I think, I think the, it, it, it shows in the sports world as well, you know, the more mental side of sports is getting more and more attention. In, and I think it should, uh, because it's, it's something that is, is pretty important to understanding the individuals that we were working with today. Um, I think that's a, a good place to wrap it up for today's conversation. Um, so thank you everybody for listening um, and make sure you connect with the show on social media at The Coach's Road. Uh, we're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram and go check out Yessie's thesis down in the show notes. Um, and we will see everybody next week with our next guest. Bye.